0: Hey y'all, this is Whitney and welcome back to another episode of Spastic Chatter. Spastic Chatter is a platform meant to feature those in the cerebral quality community and I get together weekly with individuals with CP like myself to have a kind of uncentered chat if you will about what it's like living with this type of disability and for this week I'm excited because I have Jacob and from his Instagram. He he is an adaptive pro surfer a, and a bunch of other things. So I'm going to let Jacob introduce himself and then we'll get on to the conversation.
1: Well, happy Halloween, everybody. And uh, thank you for having me, Whitney. Um, as she said, I my name is Jacob. I am an entrepreneur, speaker, and adaptive athlete. I like to uh, empower others to achieve their best and also just kind of bring a sense of happiness to the
0: world and
1: try to affect a little bit of change for everybody. So thank you for having me, with
0: me. No problem. Let me, uh, I, I like how you see how you said that um, you like to help people achieve their best because my whole thing is I like, I like to say that I like to uh, help people maximize their potential.
1: That's so. a great way of putting it.
0: Yeah, so that's um, the the reason that the reason like you came on my radar is because I saw a, uh, I saw the life that you did with a Chelsea bear, and like, mm-hmm. how you were how you were like, uh, surfing and everything. So how did you get into, like, this surfing and being an adaptive athlete?
1: Uh, that's an interesting story, right? So. I originally used sports as a means of connecting with community and also trying to create relationships with friends. Because as I grew up, I didn't have a lot of friends and I was actually bullied quite a bit. Um, I actually uh, suffered from abuse, both physical and verbal, at a young age where, you know, an actual fist and a foot met my body and my face. Um, and it left me, you know, beaten and scarred for a lot of time. Um, and. It was difficult to overcome that, but uh, I used exercise, sport, and kind of connecting with other people as a vehicle for that. so I first got into surfing in two thousand and fourteen at the age of twenty four so I was a late bloomer when it came to surfing. I had experienced five other sports prior to that, and um, but surfing ended up being my conduit for really healing the scars that were within my heart and my soul to become the person that I knew I could be. And surfing for me um, is the – it represents a metaphor for life. A wave is kind of like a hill in a valley in life. It's going to come at you. It's not stopping for any reason. It's going to either take you backwards and it's not going to be a fun ride or you can go over it, underneath it, or turn around and catch it and have the ride of your life. So I think it serves as a metaphor for life. It's definitely made my life better. So that's how I kind of got into it. And um, what really kind of sold me on it was how kind people were. They didn't necessarily care so much about my disability and they cared more about my humanity, making sure that I was happy, that I was healthy, and that I was fulfilled. That really made a difference in my life. Um, you know, I, I had a best friend that literally spent 90 straight days of uh, surfing with me every day, no matter the condition, we went out for three months straight, even if it was raining, if it was crappy, he took the time to really help me get in the water and get out of the water. And, uh, and I enjoyed it and I'm forever thankful to that human being and that brother of mine that gave me that opportunity.
0: That's awesome. You said so much that we. I want to touch on. So first, so uh, first, you said that you got into like fitness and and, and, and sports to like, get a, to like have a community. Um, but I, I what I what I like about um, uh, because I got into a fitness journey later later in life, and I got I got into it around around, uh, around twenty eight, um, so like, like two or three years ago mm-hmm. and I was so like I, I found myself in like I was so depressed about everything I was so anxious but like channeling that energy into something like into fitness and like finding a finding a find not so much a sport for me but like just finding a way to like channel that and like get my endorphins going I found that that was so much that was so helpful, helpful for me. So I can I can relate to, I can kind of relate to that in a sense. And the other thing, the other thing you said is that is that uh, the community you found in surfing like kind of helped you, kind of helped you like. uh, And I I believe that's so, that's so true. That once you once you find your niche, and like a community that helps you. I'm sure it's not it's um I'm, I'm sure it's not just the surfing that, like made the made the people that were it's the atmos, it's the atmosphere and they see you as a person. Like they don't see they don't they don't you found people that don't see like your limitations. Does that make sense? Yeah, I would
1: agree with that. Um, and like I said before, it was about humanity and yeah. I think that's what I've really kind of grew into in the last, I think, year. You know, the end of 2019 into this year, this whole year has been challenging for all of us. And I think we have started to see more about the importance of relationships and humanity Mm -hmm. and seeing differences as a indicator of that beauty of humanity. Mm. Rather than a degree of separation exactly. where the degrees of separation come from is our interpretation of our experiences with our differences, but we still can create those connections
0: exactly, and like I agree with that then you just said it's like it not even not even like there's more like inclusion into the, even even though even though even though like everything's happening like. In today's society, with everything going on, um, I feel like there's more of a step towards inclusion. Like it's not all it's not all the way there, but it's it's going in the right direction, and that is that's for that's for everybody. Like not even not even for just people with disabilities. That's for like the people in just everyone in general. So uh, you mentioned that. You got started with surfing later in life at 24, and then you you went out surfing for like you said like 90 days straight. Um, so 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 uh, what was so what was that journey like from beginning to surfing and then getting to a getting to a pro status? Like, so did it take like a, a lot? It obviously, it took a, hard, a lot of hard work. So you want to uh, talk about that process?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, you talk. You mentioned the word just now about process, and I think that's that's the case. Um, I didn't start get into surfing with the idea that I was going to go professional. In fact, I was told over and over and over again as a child a teenager and into my adulthood that i was never going to be a professional athlete nor could i ever contribute to society in any kind of fashion in that area i rather than conceding defeat in that i focused on how i can contribute how i could contribute so i originally started in sport as a coach and a front office administrator because if they were telling me that i wasn't going to be able to play well I loved sports enough to where I was actually going to try and contribute in another way. It kind of worked, and um, I really became a professional surfer in 2016, 2017, and that came from a very low point in my life. I was working as a front office administrator for a Division I sports program, and at the same time I was working as a coach for the MLS franchise, the LA Galaxy. I was working about 60 to 80 hours a week, plus I was going to grad school full time, so my plate was full. Mm -hmm. But I had an objective where I was going to become a professional coach, become a professional front office admin. However, I realized in one moment that it was going to be very, very difficult because of my difference. And it was dictating how i was going to be seen and what my capabilities were because i had a superior that told me that i was not capable or did not have the ability or experience to work with athletes Mm. that was really terrible for me to hear and i spiraled i didn't spiral because of his words i spiraled into a depression because i realized that i was living a life and that i was doing things that were being dictated by others. I can't become a professional athlete and I can't do this, but you can do this, and this is what we're going to give you for your life. And I accepted that. I didn't realize it until I was just at the end of grad school, and I spent all these years, all this time, trying to create this life that I thought was going to be fulfilling. And don't get me wrong. Working with athletes, working with youth, working with others to empower them to become greater, that is fulfilling work. Mm-hmm. But when you have differences that end up dictating what people think you're capable of and then you allow those those dictations to influence your decisions and create your life, then you're creating fences on your potential. And that's dangerous. That's very, very dangerous. Because then you believe you're not good enough. Yeah. That's a big problem. Um, so a conversation occurred with a friend of mine and uh, that's when I started to become a professional athlete. To become something elite, you have to experience a lot of trials and tribulations. You have to go through the ups and downs and you have to navigate through those, both the, those peaks and the valleys. And I'm, and I'm not going to sit here and say that I've figured it out. There's no way anybody has figured it out. If yeah. they did, they would control all things in the world, right? But everybody has their own systems, their own processes to navigate their own lives. I, I struggle with doubt. I struggle yeah. with depression. I struggle with all that stuff. What I do know is what I can do for myself to get me through those moments. And that's what I kind of learned was to navigate the peaks and valleys to get to where I want to be, and it 's made a lot of difference um, but to say that I just became an overnight no, to be frank, I had to go through a lot of failure and a lot of learning to get to my place that I am in life right now, but i 'm very grateful for it i wouldn 't trade it for anything
0: that's awesome I like how um, I like how you talked about like like <laughs> Like the people doubted you, and then you, 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 you didn't let you didn't let that uh, affect your decision to like move forward. Because I struggle with uh, with validation from others. Like I want to, I want to make, I want other people to, like to like acknowledge the acknowledge the good that I've done, or like acknowledge the like the self. I want them to validate me as a human being, and I. As I've gotten older, I've come to realize that I don't that I don't need that validation from somebody. As long as I believe that I'm doing good, like that that's all that that's all that really that's all that really matters. So um, I I, I like how you said that that you uh you took it like you you aren't gonna let them dictate your your journey.
1: I, I agree with you there, and let me let me go back to something that you said. Validation, that is very that is very powerful
0: mm-hmm. for
1: people that are often told that they are not good enough. Exactly. That they're that they're that their difference is a something wrong with them, and then it's repeated to you over and over again. It's 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 powerful when people acknowledge what you've done but you've gotten to a place where you're starting to acknowledge yourself and And that's a place of power
0: and i I commend you for that i think that's why i i because i i'm 30 so like i'm just coming in not just coming in i'm like in the middle stage of adulthood or whatever so like when (laughs) i was younger so when i was younger i was focused on the on being on my on my I'm not being seen as so disabled like I didn't want to be seen as disabled like so I was doing everything I could to not be seen as disabled and then people would people would comment like on my voice and the way I talked and like like they would comment like they would like say stuff and I would let it get to me and like to be honest uh it still kind of gets me but then I, I that's why that's why this is called spastic chatter because I'm owning I'm owning I'm owning <laughs> my I'm owning my disability. I'm owning that it that it takes a, a lot for me to talk. So it's like spastic chatter, so I'm I'm owning it and putting it out there before anyone can comment on it.
1: Um, I agree with you. I agree with you there. What you're doing for yourself, you're you're empowering not only yourself, but everybody else around you. I, I've been made fun of countless times, countless times for the way I look and walk. And it's, it's normal for our lives, right? Like You have taken it and created something that's good for you. And that's, I think, what we need to focus on for a lot of our, of our challenges and differences. Like, they talk about labels often, right? They say, you don't let cerebral palsy define you. You are not cerebral palsy. Or, or they'll say you are cerebral palsy. Well, if that's the case, Whitney, then you are cerebral palsy as well. So if cerebral palsy is you, you are cerebral palsy. Yeah. So you create the narrative that you want. So now you're taking the pen out of somebody else's hands and you're putting it into your own. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like I, um, I don't know. This it's it's been it's been quite a journey. Like I said, like 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 um, I'm all about like at, fir- at first I was like I was like uh cerebral palsy does not does not define me like you like you like you're, like you're mentioning, but but it it is a part it is a part of me. So like it doesn't define my whole life, but that is a part of me. Like and it is something like that, that I need to accept. And if, if you accept your disability, then others are not gonna see it and in such a negative, they're, they're not gonna put a negative connotation to it.
1: Correct, <laughs> correct, I agree with you on that one. Um, I wanted to ask you are, you, are you living independently right now?
0: Yes, I live with my uh, fiance
1: congratulations on that you have found love i know a lot of people look for that in life and you know you're you're in a percentage of of category within the community all community that has found happiness and fulfillment yeah. that's wonderful and i, I think uh, a lot of people doubt differences and like so you live independently i live independently we have created our own lives and futures from our differences and leveraged them and created something that we're proud of. I'm sure you're proud of yourself. I know I'm Mm -hmm. proud of myself. Do I want to keep moving forward? Yeah, yeah, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) who doesn't, you know? So um, I just wanted to throw that out there, like living independently, doing those things that you need to do to take care of yourself and and anybody who's listening to this like good on you good on you because that's not easy i know i'm not i'm not oblivious to that i know i know it's a challenge
0: exactly and for those for those for those listening i just want to touch on independence means something different for every for every for every person every every disability so like our version of independence may be different from like depending on their depending on their uh on their severity of i don't want to i don't i don't know i don't know how to i don't know how to word it so this is not any this is uh on their severity of cerebral palsy or disability so like if you need to if you need a care if you do need a caregiver you could still live independently except to, you can you can learn how to dictate that care does that make sense
1: yeah absolutely there are there are programs out there designed to help people with disabilities if you qualify for them suck up your pride and take advantage of them why why like if they're going to make it hard for you to do what you want to do in life at least take advantage of what they're willing to give you and use it who cares what anybody else says? It's your life. You know what you need.
0: Yeah, exactly. Do you want, like, because um, a little bit about my backstory is I, I uh, had to rely on a caregiver up until birth to age 18. And then I had mm. a, a, a backbone pump uh, surgery. And so I, I slowly became independent. Like, like our, my version of independence is. Me living alone without it, without a caregiver. But there are times where a caregiver would be essential to my life. And as I get older, I'm gonna have to suck up that. I'm gonna have to eventually suck up my pride and go back to a caregiver. So I, like, I just want people. I just want people listening to, um, to like understand that you like you can under you can still be independent and have to rely on others for help, and It's okay to stick up your pride.
1: <laughs> it's okay. I think what
0: you're really talking about
1: here, Whitney, is one word, and it's a very powerful one. It's acceptance. Yes. Accept who you are. Accept what you need. Accept everything about yourself. And I know it's really difficult. I understand how difficult that really, really is. Um, But all humans are flawed. We are all flawed, every single one of us. We all have insecurities. We all have issues that we must deal with. And we must confront and talk about, you know, I have my own issues. I'm sad sometimes. I have depression. I doubt. But I understand what I need to do to kind of work through that. And I'm not afraid to ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. Let me put it this way. Did you ask to be born with cerebral palsy, Whitney? No, I
0: didn't.
1: Did I, did I ask to be born with cerebral palsy? No, but it was given to us.
0: Yes. Yeah. So what are we
1: gonna do with the gifts that are given to us? Because I view, I, I'm not sure if this is your case, but I view my disability as a gift now. Yeah. I didn't as a kid, but I do now. Yeah, totally. So it allows me to connect and create relationships that I probably would never have had otherwise. Yeah. I, if I, didn't, if I didn't have a disability, if I wasn't born the way I am, I probably would have been a dick or a douche. I don't want to be that way. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be that way. I like who I am today. Insecurities and all, like, of course there are going to be days where, where you're set. It's okay, gosh, we're humans. We're humans. You know, that's what makes us beautiful.
0: Exactly. So, um, do you want to talk about the your prone to ride platform? Of
1: course, this is your world, Whitney. I'm just living in it.
0: Oh no, this is supposed to. This is supposed to, <laughs> like, This is supposed to highlight <laughs> like you. yeah, so you want to talk? Do you want to talk, to, you want to talk about your prone to ride? Sure. Um,
1: so I really like what your platform is doing, where you're talking about people with cerebral palsy who are creating their own lives in their own ways. And The way I've done that is create a platform called Prone to Ride where I post on social media uh, and tell a story about empowering yourself. So I have a YouTube channel, I have Instagram, and I also do TikTok. And within those three platforms, what I really try to describe is basically how to live your best life despite challenges and differences, whatever those may look like and have fun. And I try to share journeys about my life and and in conjunction with others in community because I believe that time is valuable. It's your greatest asset. But here's a kicker. You're never going to get your time back ever. So you might as well spend it on what you love to do and what fills you with the most gratitude and fulfillment. Now, I'm not saying that you, have a, that you don't have bills, you don't get a job. Like, you got to take care of yourself. But with the time that you have, spend it on the things that you love most. And I learned that from a, young, from a young age. And sometimes I took a step backwards, like I just informed you. But my platform, I've created. I created it from nothing. I created it from nothing because I knew that this was something that I could do. And it's taken me a long time to to get to this point where I'm having podcasts. But um, I reached another point of where I wanted to kind of go with my platform, and that was really answering the question of is life accessible? And I believe accessibility is a universal term. It doesn't apply to just people with challenges and differences within the disability community. It applies to every single human being Throughout the world, access is something everyone needs. Access to education, healthcare, basic needs, living space—you know, anything. Access affects all. Of, access affects all of us. And it came from uh, a couple of situations that, again, like I said, it's normal for my life, but it really kind of triggered something within me. I was called a effing weirdo at a store, at a potential sponsor. So let me backtrack. I was called an effing weirdo when I journeyed to a potential sponsor to get um, swag for my social media platforms. Uh, The person was a very unhappy individual as we, as I'm sure you can understand. We've, we've experienced that sometimes. He was like, what are you guys doing? And he called us effing weirdos the first time my film documentarian or my cinematographer basically confronted him on that. He walked away, walked out of the store, came back around the corner and started yelling it over and over again for everybody to hear. <laughs> and that's normal for my life. I, I just like ignored it completely. Cause I was so happy because we were in Lululemon. We were getting sponsored by Lululemon. Yeah. I don't have time for that crap. Jeez. I didn't even ignore it. Yeah. yeah. Go take your anger and misery elsewhere. I don't have time for that. I'm yeah. getting free stuff and you're not. So meh. yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then after that, I started getting really, really, really nasty looks. Like more than usual from people for parking in a disabled spot. The blue line, as I like to call it, which is the greatest <laughs> line ever. You know? Yeah. Um, and then that really kind of popped a question in my head, of like, is life accessible? So I started a challenge surfing 30 waves in 90 days as a means to promote empowerment. But I also create, I also wanted to answer the question of is life accessible on top of that challenge. So right now I'm filming a documentary about those two things and we're kind of combining it all and talking about creating connections and relationships talking about how to use your challenges, your differences, whether you're disabled or not, to contribute and bring value to society, and also how to not view accessibility as a privilege, but as a necessity. Yes. So that's kind of what's going on right now, and it's been really, really busy.
0: That's that's awesome. I I can't wait for that. I can't wait for it to come out. And watch it like that. That's like right up my, that's you know, like right up my uh, alley. But um, what I I just like to point out the when you when you say you you get nasty stares from the from parking the blue lines, is that because I, that's probably because you don't use a uh, mobility device, correct? I did. Well, you pull up, you pull up to the spot,
1: right, and there's an assumption that people that need to park in those spots yes. are elderly people like no no yes. again i wasn't i didn't choose to be born with cerebral palsy i just got it you know okay. like
0: yeah and then when you get out and start walking on they. i bet they i bet i bet that i bet that like shuts them up like oh but, yeah like yeah i experience all i experienced all that all of that too but just in, different way, just in different ways. So um, what, how can people, well, first off, at the, at, the end of, at the end of every episode, I ask my, uh, my guests if they can give uh, any advice to people that might be watching this or people that are in similar situations as themselves. So do you have any advice?
1: Of course. Um, I would say that take some time to write down what it is you really want in life if you're trying to find yourself if you're trying to find what you want to do in life take some time to write it down on a piece of paper and journal whatever and keep writing in that journal i have one myself i actually haven't written in it in a while probably would be pretty healthy if i did that Mm -hmm. um uh and that's something that i'm probably going to do today uh but um it's okay to experience your emotions Don't try to manage them. Just understand them and spend your time wisely because it's your most valuable asset and do something that fills you with gratitude and fulfillment. Give back when you can because I wouldn't be here today, Whitney, if it wasn't for people like yourself giving platforms to others to empower everyone around them to try and be better. Like I would not be here without the gratitude of volunteers who gave their time, my parents who gave their time, right. To, to make sure that I was okay, that I could accomplish what I needed. Yeah. Like there are people that donate their time, that sit down and just have a bite to eat with me and ask me, how are you doing? Are yeah. you okay? Like, that's really important. And give back. Like if you know a friend right now that you think might be going through it, because I know there's a lot of people going through it right now, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm one of them. I, I, I'm I'm joining that group. Yeah. It's okay to call them and ask them how are you. I love you. I care about you.
0: Yeah, just check in with them. Check
1: in. It's okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, that that is some great advice, especially for these time ta- for this, this time. Period. Because everything's so everything's so weird right now. Like, I expect so. I can I can totally. That is some great advice. And um, uh, for people that, or how can people follow you on social media? I'm gonna link it in the description below. So, I uh,
1: I would love for people to if if you're listening to this, please follow my Instagram at prone to ride. Please go check out my YouTube channel at Jacob Pacheco. Um, you can also check out my website, prone to ride.com and my TikTok. Uh I've been posting content regularly. Um, we're creating the documentary right now. So if I don't get back to you right away, I'm sorry about that, but my schedule has been filled to the brim with lots of stuff, but I always try to respond to people that message me um, because I believe in, you know, connecting with others. Cause I also remember what it's like to feel alone. I also remember what it's like to, not feel like you have anybody around, and I always try to be there for as many people as I can be. But you have to take care of yourself at the same time. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. thank you for agreeing to be on on Spastic Chatter. I again, I, I say this all the time. I took a I always tell people to just take that to tell, to take that chance, and like the way the way I get the way I get yes past time as I just, as I just, as I just message people, like, I'll, I'll take that chance, all they, the worst thing they can say is no, so thank you for being on Spastic Chatter, I really enjoyed talking with you.
1: Whitney, thank you so much, and uh, I'm really proud of you as well, like, way to go, way to put yourself out there, way to keep going, and don't stop, I, I love it, you're a great host.
0: Well, thank you, and For those of you that um, might want to be on an episode of Spastic Chatter, there's a link in the description. And check back next week for another episode of Spastic Chatter. Thanks, bye.
1: Bye Bye-bye.